I'm not going to tell someone who is clearly not a morning person and has no reason to get up really early in the morning, like 4 a.m. to wake up. What I will tell my clients is that you should be waking up an hour before, at least an hour before someone else demands your time, right? So that you have time to pour into yourself, so that you have time to fill up your cup, so that you have time to get your mind right. So that's what I say. And, and if you want to wake up earlier than that, then that's totally fine. But that's a standard. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 159 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for their business success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. How would you like to be so productive that you free up 20 to 30 hours of your time every week? Today's guest is going to teach us exactly how to do that for ourselves. Kiera Asnauskas is a productivity coach who gives business owners and leaders in general the tools they need to be more productive. Before we dive into Kiera's episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. This will help to spread the word about our show so amazing stories like Kiera's can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off script with the productivity coach and expert, Kiera Asnauskas. Kiera Asnauskas, welcome to She's Off Script. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Sawah. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you, especially at the top of the year where a lot of people have probably set goals that aren't going well. So to have you as a productivity expert on here, Mm -hmm. I can't wait for all the gems you're going to share. Oh, I'm so ready. For anyone who hasn't heard of you, could you share who you are and what you do? Absolutely. So I'm Kiera Snauskas, founder of Miss Unconventional, and I teach coaches and course creators and basically anyone who's a corporate climber, a corporate professional, how to conquer their chaotic schedule, guarantee their goals and become productive bosses without having to sacrifice their self-care. It's all about learning how to do the right things at the right time for the right reasons in the right way for them. And so that's my zone of genius. That's what I love to do. (laughs) So if anyone's interested in that, that's what I do for a living. So why is the area of productivity so important to you that you actually built a business around it? Thank you. Thank you for asking that question. Honestly, it's because I believe that productivity and telling your time where to go is at the core of a lifestyle that's well-designed, right? Mm -hmm. We can't design a lifestyle that's in alignment with our personality, our passions and our purpose, if we're not properly telling our time where to go and we're ending every day, every week, every year, wondering where the time went. And so if we can just get clear on what we're supposed to be doing when, and you know, we can really create a lifestyle that is in alignment with those three Ps, the personality, passion, purpose. And you have created a system or productivity method that helps people save 20 to 30 hours a week. But before we get into your method, though, could you share the main things that tend to limit the productivity of business owners before they start working with you? Yes. So... Okay, this is the reason why I created my five productivity personas. I'm not sure if you've come across them, but I have five. So the Mm -hmm. first one is no boundaries, Barbara. 
Second is No Clarity Kara. Third is No Help Hallie. Then we have No Focus Fiona. Then we have No Systems Sandra. So these are these five avatars. They sort of represent the 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 women that I usually help that come into my programs, and they represent the struggles that they're going through. It's like so. No Boundaries Barbara. She thinks that you know she's overwhelmed by all the things that are on her to do list but she's misdiagnosing what's really the issue. And the issue with her is that she's allowing other people to impose their emergencies and their agenda on her. And that's on that one. Yes. (laughs) No boundaries. And because she's allowing other people to dictate her calendar, she feels overwhelmed. That part. And so Mm -hmm. everything that's on her to-do list, if she has even gone to the lengths of, you know, uh, deciding what's her needle moving task and her shallow task, regardless of what tasks there are, they're still they're not getting done because she's prioritizing other people's tasks. And so until you, you know, make her see that, she's just thinking, oh, I just have way too much to do. And, you know, when it comes to no clarity Kara, um, the main thing that's really keeping her from being able to be productive is she doesn't she she's overwhelmed by all the ways she can show up right i can do this i can do she knows she's the bomb.com she can do Mm -hmm. anything she said her mind to but that is also it's a very privileged problem to have right to just be overwhelmed with all the ways you can show up but it's a problem nonetheless because you Mm -hmm. don't really know which path to 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 take and so that's where she is she's stuck she doesn't know where she should uh where she should start and no focus Fiona, she knows where she should start. She knows where she should focus her attention, but she gets distracted by the many hats she wears. So maybe she's mom, maybe she's wife, maybe she's, you know, um, daughter to, you know, older parents or whatever. So all of those hats that she has to wear, plus being distracted by social media, um, just email, like everything just keeps popping up. So she knows that she should be focusing and keeping the main thing, the main thing, but she's getting Mm -hmm. distracted by all of these different roles. She's playing the different things that she has to do, all of her shallow tasks. And that's really what she's um, struggling with. And then- Pause you there. Sure. You've mentioned this a couple times. What's the difference between shallow tasks and needle moving tasks? I think you've mentioned those a couple times. Oh yeah, it's like you, when you when you get into this space and you start developing your own vocabulary and you start developing your own words. But needle moving tasks are, in my opinion, this is mm-hmm. how I describe it as those zone of genius tasks, so to speak, that only you can do. Right? Like they can't be delegated to someone else. They can't be automated by some software or system, and they can't be uh, deferred to a later date because it's urgent. You need to do it in order for other things to get done, right? Mm -hmm. So the needle moving tasks are those tasks where you have to be the one to do it. For example, you interviewing me right now, that is a needle moving task for you today. You cannot delegate this to someone else. Your podcast is yours. So you Mm -hmm. absolutely have to show up, right? And so that's an example of the needle moving task. A shallow task is important but it's something, it's a task that doesn't need to be done by you. You can absolutely delegate it to someone else. You can automate it using some sort of software system. Like it's a repeatable task that you can figure out a system for, mm-hmm. or you can defer it to a later date because if you don't get it done right then and there, it's not going to really derail anything else. It's just going to pile up eventually. You'll have to get to it. So like a, a, a shallow task for me might be to you know, get my inbox to zero. So I've delegated out that out to my 
assistant. Mm -hmm. And so every single morning when I wake up, I'm at inbox zero. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. it's something that's important to me because I, I get anxious when I see a bunch of emails in my uh, inbox, but -hmm. it's not something that I absolutely have to do. So I can delegate that to someone else. And that is her zone of genius. She loves to organize. She loves to do it. I don't find any joy in it. So I give it to someone who is willing to do it and would love to do it. If that makes sense. Got you. That makes perfect sense. All right. I'll let you continue down on, on the different personas. Sure. Okay. So with um, no, I, I already explained no focus Fiona. So no systems Sandra is extremely ambitious, goal oriented, right? And she she wants to succeed, but she doesn't have the personal, professional, or self care systems in place to sustain her ambitions, right? Mm. So this is someone who wakes up in the morning and she kind of lets the day happen to her instead of for her. Like there's no, there's no signature morning routine or, you know, like getting started routine, whether, I don't know, it it just really depends on uh, whether you're a laid out, a a night out or morning person. It doesn't matter. She doesn't have a routine in place when she wakes up in the morning, the thing that she does before anybody else demands her time, right? Mm -hmm. She doesn't have a system for when she actually goes to work, whether it's in her own business or at a nine to five, she doesn't have a system there, you know, a proper work flow that makes mm. the the day run smoothly and then she doesn't know how to set like unwind and really wrap up the day put a bow on it right like and mm-hmm. she just kind of like flows into the evening plops down and just like oh i'm done instead of really taking the time to reflect figure out put things in place for the next day and really like systematize like everything that she's doing and then on top of that because of, because she has no professional or personal systems her self-care sac- um, is sacrificed as well. Like she does not weave that into the fabric of her week or mm-hmm. her day. So mm-hmm. that's uh, no systems, Sandra. And then no help, Hallie. No help, Hallie is my girl. She's like, but she she struggles with that superwoman complex, right? She wants to be, she wants to be the one to do it, or she feels like it won't get done right. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> if you ever experienced mm-hmm. that from type, you know, type A woman, I'm type A. So like sometimes I did struggle that with that in the mm-hmm. beginning. I'm like, you know, if I don't do this, it's not going to get done the right way. You know, you ask the hubby to load the dishwasher, but he's putting things on the top that shouldn't be on the top. You know, it's just like, you know, but will they get washed? You got to ask yourself, but will it get washed no matter how he loads it? <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the thing. And so it's all about trust with her figuring out like she's been burned before. Right. So she's mm. tried to get help and she's been burned. And so really it's about um, helping no help Holly figure out what she needs to do and what needs to be uh, delegated, automated or deferred and letting someone trusting someone else to help her do that or trusting a software to help her do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so now that we understand personas. Perfect. So now that we understand where people are coming from, how do we get ahead of that? And how do we start building a life that's more productive? Mm. So that's, where I come in, that's where the conquer method mm-hmm. comes in. Um, it's it's a method that I had to reverse engineer because I'm like, how did I get here? I'm not Beyonce. I did not wake up like this, right? So how did I get here? And I started to reverse engineer exactly what I did to sort of 
transform into what I like to call the, a productive boss. And when I did that, I came up, out with this conquer method. And it was all about, you know, because things life was a little bit chaotic before. And so when I came up with this conquer method, I was like, okay, these are the seven steps that I've taken, you know, and I've condensed them. And so I call it the seven steps to ruthlessly reclaiming your time, energy, and intention, your T. I call mm-hmm. it reclaim your T, right? So the first, and, and you, would you like me to dive Please into do, it? Please do, dive into it. Okay, because I can grow, I could go on. <laughs> okay, so the conquer method, it stands for customize your rebel routine. O, overcome your overwhelm. N, narrow your focus. Q, quit prioritizing shallow tasks. U, up-level your systems. E, evaluate and elevate your environment. And R, record your efforts daily. So (laughs) there's a lot. Let's dive deeper into those. Let's dive deeper into those. So C. So what? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell us about C. How do we customize our routines? Because especially when you talked about weaving self-care into the fabric of our day, how do we customize routines that make sense for us? Because a lot of times Mm -hmm. you'll see these, I wake up at 4 a.m. and do Mm -hmm. yoga. And I'm like, listen, I have two little kids and sometimes they wake me up at 4 a.m. Right. So how do we customize to make sure that we can optimize our lives? So, right. I am never going to be that productivity coach that tells my clients there's only one, you know, signature routine Mm -hmm. that they should follow that yields success. Because like I said before, when it comes to lifestyle design, it's about making sure your life is in alignment with your personality. If it's not, and and, and really when I'm talking about uh, custom routines, it's about like, are these routines in alignment with your natural rhythms as well, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to tell someone who is clearly not a morning person and has no reason to get up really early in the morning, like 4 a.m. to wake up. What I will tell my clients is that you should be waking up an hour before, at least an hour before someone else demands your time, right? Mm. So that you have time to pour into yourself, so that you have time to fill up your cup, so that you have time to get your mind right. So that's what I say. And and if you want to wake up earlier than that, then that's totally fine. But that's a standard that I'll say. Now, what you do inside of that routine is completely up to you. So if you want you know, meditation, reading, Mm -hmm. prayer, all of these things to be a part of that routine, then that's what you do. But let's say if journaling is not your thing early in the morning, then you don't have to do that. It's not like you're going to be less successful than the person who does have that as part of their routine. So really my job in customize your rebel routines, that module one, that step one is to help you tap into like that cultivate that self-awareness that's going to uh, help you develop routines that are right for you. And yes, and we start with the morning, then we go to the daily, sort of that professional routine, right? And then Mm -hmm. the evening. And of course I have examples. I have my great morning routine. I have the easy evening, right? And I I share that with them, but only as a guiding light, like only saying, here's an example of what you can do, the great Mm -hmm. morning routine, gratitude. So that's prayer, right? Like read, you know, 10 pages of a personal development book, you know, exercise lightly, whether that's like a seven, seven minute exercise or a 20 minute exercise. 
Activate Bosmo, meaning affirmations, like recite affirmations to yourself. T, talk to someone who brings you joy. Like I, that's coffee and chat with my husband. We tell each other what the goals are going to be for the day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't have to be your routine. It's just an example. So it's really about cultivating self-awareness in that first step, figuring out what you like, what your flows are, and when people normally demand your time and making sure you push that out. I like how you provide the rule of thumb and template for people to fill in for themselves because it's not one size fits all. And that's how people get into, let me create this routine based off of whatever influencer has said. And then it doesn't stick because it's not personalized and customized to their own needs. Absolutely. But it's okay to adopt the Miracle Morning or, Mm -hmm. you know, Robin Sharma's 5 a.m club type of uh, routine, it's okay to adopt it with the understanding that as you test it out and you figure out what works and what doesn't, you'll be able to customize it for yourself. And eventually how Elrod's Miracle Morning will become, you know, something similar, but still different for you, Mm -hmm. right? So you're at least having something to start with. So you're not starting from scratch. Perfect. So next, I think you already gave us a little bit on the overcoming our our overwhelm um, and boundaries you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So I think that is somewhat self-explanatory, but probably requires a lot of practice because people aren't practiced at saying no, especially if you have a pleaser personality. Yeah, that's true. So people pleasers tend to struggle with this the most because they want to be, you know, everything to everyone. They don't want to come off as rude. They don't mm-hmm. want to come off like they're not willing to help. And and that's the thing. You can't be truly of service to these other people if you are constantly neglecting you and the things that yeah. you need to do to advance professionally and personally. And so it's not even just about establishing boundaries with other people, too. We have to establish boundaries with technology, with social media, with ourselves. Mm. And people always get confused when I say, oh, you have to establish a boundary with yourself. What does that mean? Well, establishing boundaries with yourself meanings means doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it, be like operating in integrity with yourself, keeping mm. the promises that you make to yourself, right? Because we can keep promises to everybody else who's demanding things from us. Oh yeah, I promise y'all get that to you this and that time. But the moment that we say, oh, Kiara, I promise that I will take care of you tonight. You will you will have a, a bath ran and a glass of wine in hand. And then I'm like, oh, you know, I got too much to do tonight. It's, I'm just gonna have to push that off. Mm-hmm. Well, I just reneged on my own promise to myself. And now it's almost like I'm in integrity. I'm operating in integrity with everybody else but me. And I'm supposed to be my number one star player. Mm-hmm. But we put ourselves last. We make sure exactly. everyone else is fed, but not ourselves. And I like that earlier you said, You need the system, even self-care systems in place to support your goals, right? If you're not taking care of how do you work on what you're supposed to be working on? Mm -hmm. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So for N, narrow your focus. What are a couple things that can help people narrow their focus? What what tools do you have for us there? Yeah. So it's all about really identifying, like I said, your needle moving task versus your child's task. So really, if you take inventory of what it is you have to do every single day to move the needle forward, and maybe you don't know right off the bat. So if you don't know, that means that you're not setting specific uh, 
smart smart goals in the beginning mm-hmm. of the month, right? If you were setting smart, intentional goals in the beginning of your month, using I, I use the I teach my clients the goal alchemy formula, which is like this 10-step process. I have them, you know, have like a 90-minute strategy session with themselves at the end of every month to prepare for the next month, right? Where mm-hmm. they outline those specific goals that they need to to set to move the needle forward, right? So when you set those goals, it will be very clear um, throughout the weeks, mm-hmm. you know, what's needle moving, what's shallow, what you need to delegate, automate, defer to a later date, right? And what you need to focus on each day, each week to move the needle, because you're going to be looking at these overarching goals and breaking them down into tasks, right? Mm-hmm. Breaking them down into tasks that fit in within the week or uh, the day. And so once you have been able to, once you're able to identify that, then you'll be able to measure whether or not you're actually moving the needle. If I know that one of my overarching goals is to, uh, to publish four podcast episodes for the month of February, then I can break that down. Okay, when am I going to batch these recordings? What are they going to be about? How am I, you know, when will I sit down and write the outline of it? When will I record, you know, when am I going to give the duty to my assistant to upload the show notes, upload the mm-hmm. the audio form like or edit the the podcast episode when am i going to have her create the audiograms that i need to actually promote the episode these are all things that go into bringing that goal to fruition mm-hmm. right these are all tasks that need to be had, but some of them are shallow meaning important but i don't have to be the one to do them i identify what that is and then i identify which of the tasks that i need to be present for and i need to do and it's mm. very easy when you use a when you use an example like podcasting because <laughs> you know which one what you need to show up for and what you need to do. So exactly. that's how I that's the the best way I can explain how you can be you know proactive with uh, this, defining your needle moving and shallow tasks and really deciding mm. what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that seamlessly already covered Q, which was quit prioritizing those shallow tasks. And Mm -hmm. once you have identified what you should be working on, hopefully that is an easy thing to to recognize. Um, Now, when it comes to up-leveling your systems, Mm -hmm. how do we get, well, some of us don't have systems, number Mm -hmm. one, but Mm -hmm. if you already have systems that are working in place for for you, how do you take them to the next level? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? So it's really looking at your systems from a bird's eye view and asking yourself, okay, so sometimes sometimes people have systems in place that are actually uh, making more work for them, <laughs> which okay. is crazy, which is crazy, right? But that's really what happens is like sometimes you end up having these systems that are not really serving you. They're not reducing the amount of work on the back end. So, so a lot of times you know, people will avoid setting up systems altogether because it is a lot of work on the front end to Mm. set it up and they can't see how on the back end it's going to make their lives so much simpler. But if you already have systems in place, you have to ask yourself, okay, but is this system actually saving me time? And is you know, is there a way that I can eliminate some of the steps within this system, right? Mm-hmm. So the three types of systems that I tell my clients you should have is obviously the self-care system, the professional system, and then your personal or lifestyle system. Like from, I'll give you an example, like in terms of maintaining your home, like there was a time when I had, um, 
a, a house clean a housekeeper that would come in once a month to do deep cleans and I would just maintain every Sunday. Um, mm. I would order like from freshly like my five to seven meals for the week and pop them in like this these type of things that really eliminate a lot of time. You know, I mean, not having to do these things, but having a system in place for it to get done at the same time every single week. Mm -hmm. You know, it really, you don't think of it, you don't think about it, but it takes up a lot of time. Think about the time you spend doing laundry and then having to sit there, fold and put it away. Like, you know, I'm mm -hmm. always thinking of things like that. Like, how can I optimize this? We spent the entire month of January optimizing Miss Unconventional in terms of creating templates for, you know, for pitches. Like I, I remember I sent you the pot, my podcast resume. Because what do, when, when you're going to interview with someone, what do they ask for? They ask for your bio, a headshot. They ask for previous uh, places, you know, where you've interviewed, previous podcast mm -hmm. you've interviewed. They ask you for um, the topics that you would like to discuss. Okay, I know that now. So I'm mm -hmm. going to put that all in one place. All of mm -hmm. the topics that I cover, all of the places I've been on, my bio, everything's ready. It's all in one file. So now when someone reaches out to me for a podcast interview, they don't have to do any. I'm like the easiest person they've Here's ever the interviewed. Here's the link. It has you know, headshots by everything is in there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's a system. So if you mm -hmm. can just think to yourself, how can I make my life easier? How can I make my work easier? What are some things that I'm constantly doing manually that I can just literally set up a system for where I don't have to do it manually anymore? It's all mm. there. I know what's required and I can send it. Mm, that's amazing. And I know one of your avatars was the one who no help Sally, I believe. And this is one of those things that no help Sally can really benefit from is what can you delegate that can be done maybe 90% as good as you do it, but it's still good is better than done than done. Oh no. What, what is the saying? Yeah. Done is better done, than done is better than perfect. Than perfect. Exactly. Yeah. At least it gets done. Yeah. Um, okay. that, yep. That's no help Hallie. Yeah. No help she, Hallie. There yeah. you go. <laughs> so if she has um, a clear idea of what she actually needs help with mm -hmm. and how the person that's helping her can systematize that, then yeah, she will definitely be thriving in this area. Same with no system Sandra though. They mm -hmm. both that's why they overlap. People take yeah. the quiz and they're like, I'm all fine. <laughs> oh, you have a quiz. We should link the quiz in the show notes so that people can at least identify where they fall within all those avatars. So we're almost there. Um, evaluate and elevate your environment. Ooh. What is this one about? That's my favorite one. A lot of people actually don't realize how much their environment is impacting their productivity. So I'll give you an example. One of my former clients, um, we were about to dive into the conquer method and we were on a, a video call and I, I kind of saw like her office and everything. And maybe she didn't, maybe she didn't uh, mean for me to see it, but I saw, I was like, uh, uh I was like, actually, can you go on your phone, come on to the call on your phone and then give me a tour of your office? What's going on? She's like, no, she's not ready for like, company. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, she, she resisted. I was like, do it, do it. Right. So she takes me around and I'm just like, oh my goodness. It was like clutter. It was a lot. Of, it wasn't dirty. It was just like clutter. I'm like, how mm -hmm. is it that you're even operating? Right. Mm -hmm. So the moment that I gave her so sort of this decluttering challenge and really helped her to understand how all of this clutter was manifesting mentally 
She Mm. really didn't even realize. So anyway, I gave her a couple of days of this sort of challenge. And when she finished, she called me back and she was like, oh my goodness. She's like, I feel like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulder. She's like, just from this one thing that you've told me to do. She's like, now I feel clear. Now I feel like I can sit here and receive everything you're saying to me. Because before I'm kind of, I was just distracted by all of the stimuli and I didn't even know until you pointed mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. And that's like step six. And we had to start with that first. <laughs> but now she's going to need a system to keep that up, right? Yes, exactly. And that's where, you know, the delegating and using certain software and apps, that's when that's going to come into play for her. Mm. But it was a game changer. It went from just the office now to the main room and then the car. And before you knew it, she had trash bags full of things that she was donating and giving away. And I tell you, it was probably, she said that was probably one of the best things that came out of us us working together, even though we did so much, so much more, but it's just, you know, it's powerful stuff when you, when you take the time to relieve yourself of that. It is. And as you said, she didn't even realize it was impacting her, but I can certainly feel that weight off your shoulders when everything is light and breezy. It's clear around you, right? It makes a huge difference. Um, so finally though, how do you record your daily efforts? What is that about? And what's the benefit of doing that? So what gets measured gets improved on, right? Like we can't really improve Mm. if we don't even know where we are right on a spectrum. And so for me, it's all about if you're going, if you're saying you're going to commit to a specific morning, evening routine, daily routine. Mm -hmm. All right. And then mapping that out saying, this is what it's going to look like for me. I'm going to try this out for the, for the next 30 days to see what serves me, what doesn't, what needs to be tweaked. Cool. How can you, without recording your efforts, know by the end of the month, what served you, what didn't, if you didn't properly track, right? If you didn't, you know, keep track of whether or not you were keeping your word in the mornings, right? Getting up when you said you were going to do, doing the things you said you were going to do, having a full cup before you allow others to impose their agenda on you, right? And then going through your workday, actually getting your uh, needle moving task done. You know, Mm. if you're not tracking that on a daily basis, there's really no way to know how you're showing up. And so data is the game, like it's the, it's the key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> data is king. It, data is queen, I should say. That's right. <laughs> and so when you are tracking your morning, your three needle, one to three needle moving tasks a day, your evening, you're evaluating your efforts of the day. You're seeing, you're looking back and saying, okay, what did I get done? What did I not get done? What needs to be moved to the next day? All these things, right? When you're tracking that and uh, you get to the end of the week or the end of the month, then you can see what well, did this part of what I did not work because I simply just didn't do what I said I was going to do? Mm-hmm. Or was it, did I actually do it? And I just didn't feel like it was benefiting me in, in, in a way, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, you don't have to keep a physical planner. I know people are planner collectors out here, just buying every journal and planner because it looks it's, beautiful, but we never use it. <laughs> that part. So, you, so the key to tracking is to, figuring out what system you can be consistent with because it's all about consistency and so Mm -hmm. how do you weave the tracking 
into your day to day, into what's already routine for you, you have to anchor it. You have to anchor it onto a, a existing, you know, routine. For example, in the morning, if you know, you know, you always journal, that's something you've been doing regardless of whether or not you had like a standard like morning routine, then maybe in the back of your journal, like, or, you know, maybe in the back of your journal, you put a slip that has everything that you need to get done and you check it off or something like that. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to make it this elaborate tracking system. You know, I have one built into my, my client management system, right? So when my clients are coached with me, they, we use, you know, a specific, a particular software where they can, they just get a text message like, hey, did you do this? And they just have to check yes or no, you know, mm-hmm. at whatever time they want it to be reminded. Right. So then over time, by the end of the week, end of the month, they see what they check. Yes. No, they, they see a graph. Mm-hmm. Right. And they know what they've been consistent with. But you can set that up in Notion. You can use a sauna to do this. You can you, you can use any system. You just have to be willing to do the front work of setting it up, which a lot of people do not want to do. They want people to do it for them, but not everything can be outsourced. I think there's Mm -hmm. some inner work that you just have to be mindful enough to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, But you've given us so much to think about. And I think this is one of those, again, that people will need to listen to over and over again. But for anyone who's thinking, okay, this is really helpful, but I really do need you, Kira, to just (laughs) handhold me through it. Where can we find you to connect with you after this episode? Absolutely. And I mean, this is what I love to do. I actually love one-on-one. I actually love helping people figure out these systems and routines. So the best way to get in touch with me um, is to go to missunconventional.com forward slash course. That's where you'll learn all about conquer your chaos crash course. That's mm-hmm. like the the basis, right? We would start there, and then once you once you dive into the course, we're, you're able to bring me on one on one so that I can walk you through and help you customize each step of the way. And it's really mm-hmm. powerful. Um, it's something that I'm very very proud of. So you can find me there. I'm also on Instagram at Miss Unconventional underscore, and I have a, a, a podcast, the Productive Boss Podcast, which you can find anywhere you listen uh, to podcasts. So that's the way you can find me, missunconventional.com, missunconventional.com forward slash course. Perfect. Thank you so much for everything you shared with us today, especially given that this is the time where we need to conquer the chaos. There's so much chaos externally in the world. So why not figure out how to make what we can control a little bit more streamlined, right? So thank you so much for that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. Of course. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you found this show helpful, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Offscript.com. All right, with that, we'll see you right back here next Thursday for another episode.